Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Oilers now. It's 105 at Edmonton, 305 in Boston. The Oilers and the Bruins tomorrow. We will tell you that the second hour of Oilers now is brought to you by Digitex, trusted by 630 Chad. We just they just signed a contract extension here on Oilers now. Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more at Digitex.ca. We'll tell you that guests on our show receive gifts cards to the Japanese Village. Don and his staff at the Japanese Village they'll take care of you. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village with locations Edmonton South, Edmonton Downtown, Edmonton North Side and in Sherwood Park. You can text us on our West Lock Ford text line at 630-630. And, oh, boy, one loss. And it wasn't pretty, but one loss. And uh, Oilers uh, fans are already, uh, well, they're already getting a little bit nervous as we head off to a River Creek Resort Casino hotline. 780-496-0063. We welcome back to the show regularly a Monday contributor, but we had the Eskimo game on Monday. It is John Shannon from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Hello, John. How are you doing? Based on the way the Eskimos played Monday, I think I was really missed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, holy smokes. Come on. Well, it's only been two games. I haven't scored a touchdown in. So, okay. So this is Oilers now, not the CFL today. So, oh, don't worry. I'm getting heck from everybody today. Everybody's. Th- th- this is what happens, right? They love you more when you win, and they hate you more when they lose, right? Even though, the, yeah, sure. The popcorn only tastes good on home victories. Yeah, yeah it comes. There's there's winning and there's misery. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's a certain percentage of the fan base that can look beyond that and go, hey. hey. But, uh, hey, I mean, we can't look. If you're sitting there with, and you're around the Oilers, you're not looking at the Eskimos for anything right now because you got to get your own house in order. you got to, you know, it was a very tough opening performance of the year. And I'm sure it must be frustrating to guys like Glenn Gullitson and Trent Yanni and Manny Viverosa come to a coaching staff and they're linked into, you know, the, the previous year. 
And then even for a guy like Todd McClellan saying, well, I wasn't around for all those 11 of the last 12 years, right? You know how it works. But there is, and Edmonton has a very passionate fan base that has stuck by this team through thick and thin, and as good as any fan base as there is in the league. Are you surprised that there's already some heat out there? No. And I think the fans have every right to be a little disappointed. Um you know, that second period, particularly the second period uh, in Gothenburg, Bob, um, was such a reminder of, of what went right and what went wrong last year. Um, and, um, you know, particularly when it's the New Jersey Devils and Taylor Hall, it's going to be a little hurtful to the Oilers who uh, and, and their fans when you consider during during uh, training camp you did see glimmers of hope you saw you saw uh you know ty ratty score uh lots of goals you you saw evan bouchard make a little progress darnell nurse after he signed the contract uh you saw cam play a little better um but uh there was a lot of nervousness uh and and dare i say they were tired uh in sweden and I can only hope that uh, tomorrow night at uh, TD Garden, it's not the same. All right, interesting. You said they're tired in Sweden. Okay, I was there. Do you want me to shed some insight into that? Yeah, go ahead. Practice at 8 a.m. on the Wednesday uh, last week, and then played the four o'clock game. So had a morning skate, had Tuesday off. So we flew over, uh, played the last exhibition game against Calgary Saturday afternoon. Flew Saturday night, all all day Saturday, and arrived. Obviously, you lose a bunch of hours going over there. There's an eight-hour time difference. Middle of the afternoon in Germany on Sunday, so the team practice on Monday, and then had Tuesday off, and then uh, the players wanted to have a morning skate on the Wednesday. So they skated at 8 a.m. Then they played at uh, 4 p.m. against uh, Cologne. Then we flew right. that night into Gothenburg. We got in around, I don't know, midnight, 12.30, 1 o'clock. Uh, some of us got in around 4.30, 5 o'clock. And then uh, <coughs> practiced the next day which was the uh, Thursday in Gothenburg. Uh, practice Friday, both real good practices with a lot of pace. I sent some guys towards the end of the Friday practice were a little bit uh, pushed, a little bit gassed. And then Thursday, yeah. or Saturday, uh, New Jersey did not morning skate. The Oilers did morning skate. And I think uh, you'll see less of that as time goes on. And again, I'm led to believe that the players wanted the morning skate, and then they played on Saturday night. So they skated six times over the course of four days, including two morning skates. Yeah. So you mentioned it, you know, you mentioned they look tired. Uh, and I'm under the belief that the players actually asked, uh, requested uh, both morning skates. So take it for what it's worth. Well, to, to me, it just looked like there, you know, between the two teams, there just wasn't the energy with the Oilers that there was with the Devils. Uh, that really, I a hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, and so so, and that's disappointing. You know, when 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 it's supposed to be a, a new season. Now, I I think that there, I mean. To see Milan Lucic play the way he did, uh, I think uh, will give a lot of people some relief that uh, that Lucic can do what he had to do, and he was in places on the ice, Bob, where he needed to be. Yes. You know, he needs to make six-inch putts. That's what he needs to do. He needs to be right in the crease, close to the goaltender, and Shazam! There, there he was. 
in the right places at the right times and helping set up things. I mean, and you also saw, in my mind, you saw some emotion from Connor uh, that I think that a lot of people have waited for. That Connor's now starting to be as a uh, you know, as a 22-year-old, to, he's, he's starting to be a leader, and that's vitally important too. So there, there are some positives. Uh, there, there, you know, but it was still a loss, and it's, you know, it, it unfortunately for as you guys, the new coaches and the, and everybody, that there's a there is an association with last year, and uh, you know, it's easy. You can fix that quickly. Look what Calgary did. Look how badly Calgary played in their first game in Vancouver, and now they've uh, uh, ripped off uh, a, a couple of very impressive victories, and, and life is good in, in the other Alberta city right now. All right, I'm going to bang off about four texts here, John, just so you get a sense of where our listeners are at right now. Dudley says, Bob, fans aren't worried because it's just one loss. They're worried because the team doesn't look like it learned anything from last year. Uh, Hacksaw Jim says, uh, Bob, it wasn't just the loss. It's the way they lost that has fans ready to hit the panic button in uh, record quickness time. Um Dana, a longtime Oilers fan in Calgary, says what happened uh, last season, the Oilers have no excuses for the poor performance against the Devils. Craig Simpson, who was just on before you, John, said good uh, good teams find ways to defend even if they're having a bad game. The Oilers have to start winning early or it's a repeat of 2017. And Justin from the, more, uh, the uh, North says, hey, Bob, you are the king at sugarcoating and downplaying the ugliness that is the state of the Oilers. The significance of the first game should have been a statement game. A statement to the fans in the league saying last year was last year and we are ready in here. Instead, the first shot of the year went in the net. The team gets blown out. Uh, unlike you see, uh, we see the team for what it is and don't sugarcoat our bad team. Thanks from Justin from the North. So there's yeah, the here's, Yeah, here's the one thing I would say. The, the, the only thing that's unfair, because there's a, there's a lot of validity to what everybody said, because I, I I think they're just disappointed. Yeah. But uh, you know, starting this season in Europe is a double whammy. You know, because they have they have to overcome they already have to overcome that inferior season of last year, and to start yeah. away from home that far away that much travel. What is it? In the end, it's a 16-day road trip. Is that fair? Is about yep. that? Yep. You know, that, that's a hard way to start, man. That's a hard way to start. So there is, and, and you know, they, in many ways, they were doing the league a favor by going overseas. Um, but uh, I think that the fans have every right to be disappointed. And as I said, it, you know, if they had played another game the next day and won and were one and one, we wouldn't be having this conversation. The fact that it's been since Saturday afternoon now, you know, that that's created this uh, that's created a little more of this consternation. And the, you know, the longer you wait, the worse you get. GM Parisian texts the show. John Shannon says, "Come on, Bob. If this was any other team coming off the playoffs, it might not be one game. But it's not one game, is it? It's year bloody twelve with an argument that, uh, hey, I mean, what are we going to get to year twenty-five? There's no more room for excuses, or it's just one game. Start the bloody win now. So that's kind of the you know the range of the sentiment out there. So I like that. I like that one. I like that one. Start, to Start win winning now." now. 
Start with no. Sure. Why not? What do you do with Evan Bouchard right now? Oh, I think you just uh, you 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 put him in. You put him in, and you, you keep playing him, and uh, wait for game ten. Make a decision. You know? okay. I mean, and where does he? I mean, is is he your fifth best defenseman? If he's your fifth best defenseman, then he deserves to be here. Well, the problem the problem they had is he was far from their worst defenseman against New Jersey the other night. I mean, he got That's smoked right. early, and he got recalibrated and battled back, and one was was one of the few guys that was actually making plays from the back end. I think that's John. I got to tell you, that's the part that scared me the most. I mean, the first goal against three mistakes on it, as far as I'm concerned, right? I mean, you got Nurse in the corner, not quite sure what he was doing there. Leon was cheating offensively. Now you got Palmieri, who is a goal scorer, walking right uh, right down uh, Main Street. But it was a wicked blast, too. But that said, you'd like to see a save from your goalie, too. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, listen, that that you know, they, they give, give the Devils some credit too. They played give good. Give the Devils some credit. They played really well, and they they played a system that they played for 82 games last year, and it got them to the playoffs. And and you know, this is I know it's hard for other fans to understand this. I with the changes that were made, Yamamoto wasn't there all season last year. Bouchard wasn't there. There's a ton of pressure for uh, T- Tobias Reeder wasn't there. Uh, you know, there's a ton of pressure on guys and are now being blamed for being Oilers uh, that uh, have to understand how to play the game the way the way it's supposed to be played. So it's hard to say the word patience, um, but the, the problem between Saturday and Thursday is they played no games, and so yeah, the patience has to come un- until 7:30 Eastern time. Uh, in Boston, uh, ask me after the game uh, on Thursday night if the effort was there. They may not win in Boston, Bob, but at least maybe they can show us that the effort will be back. Well, you know, it's funny, John. I mean, people make the comments they make on a show like Oilers Now, and it kind of comes with the territory. But uh, you know, following the game the other night uh, when we were over in Europe, and of course now I can't. Uh, what's going on here? This thing. Um, Basically, my whole spiel was, you know, hey, they had a strong performance from one player, you know, Milan Lucic. Uh, Order struggled with the devil's speed and forecheck. New Jersey earned the 5-2 win. Edmonton needs to be a lot better in Boston on Thursday. I mean, is there anything yeah. more direct than that? I mean, that's exactly what happened. They had one guy going, and he was going, and you talked about the two feet, uh, feet putts. But for me... Um, what I found interesting was his ability to make plays off the rush. So that that was a sign that he's got a little bit more fiber switch going on. All right, so the Oilers are in the situation where they're in. I mean, they've got the uh, the Boston Bruins and the New York Rangers coming up. Uh, we've already got people talking about the coach and the GM. We're one game into the season. <laughs> Come on. Come on. John, I'm telling you right now, 30 to 40 percent of the texts that I've received over the last two days, because we didn't do a show on Monday because the Eskimos were playing, but uh, 30 to 40 percent of the texts are bringing up the coach and GM already. Listen, part part of the reason that the Oilers are in this problem is they decided to change the coach so many times it became a revolving door. You know, communication and loyalty and the ability to to coach, uh, you know, you you don't just change and expect it to happen overnight. There are, there are enough changes on this team. 
there there is enough responsibility that the players have to absorb themselves. Uh, the fact that uh, that Todd was let's face it forced to change his assistant coaches, uh, I think tells you that he's going to be held accountable. But you can't base it on one game. You can't base it on one game. I mean, th- th- this is a marathon, not a sprint. You know, th- this team could lose the first three games and then go, go once they get home, go on a roll. Don't say that, John. Don't say, okay. that gonna, don't say they're going to lose the first three games. Don't, oh, wait they a second. Could, I'm not they host, could, they wait could. a sec here. I'm not hosting the show on Monday. You can say this here. Brendan Ulrich's got to They They could. But, yeah, you know, I, mean, I, you know, I don't think they will, but they could. And then still go home and play really well at home, and all of a sudden when they're 4-2 and two, or 4-3, and three, and everybody's saying, well, they're back. I mean, come on. We, this is where patience and this is where leadership off the ice inside Oiler management is so important, too. This is why you Bob Nicholson's there. This is why yeah. – this is, this, is this is all about, you know, building something for the long term, not just read and reacting in the short term. Yeah. You know what, John, I got to say this. If the Edmonton Oilers started with three straight losses and got to a 4-2 and two record, that would be almost oh. as great of an accomplishment as Patrick Swayze coming back and starring in Roadhouse 2. You know what? I, I, you know what it, listen, I, hate, I hate it when you're a smartass, okay? I really do. <laughs> oh, I need some levity today, trust me. All righty. Yeah, uh, at, to... at, at least the weather's nice in Boston. Yeah, who just, uh, you, you can't walk anywhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. There's only one entrance in and out of the building. All righty. Uh, so, uh, we got uh, we got that going on. Hey, the, the, the Seattle thing, is this thing happening? 100% it's going to get done? 100%. Yeah, 100%. All right. So, 2020. Jeez, what? Spe- no, what I, see, I, I, I don't believe 2020. Uh, my gut, oh. my, and, and, and I've said this before on this show, I still, I'm still hedging my bets for 2021. I don't think 2020 makes any sense. Um, and I think because we'll have a better, leverage. I think we'll have a bet, we'll have a better indication uh, in the next six months um, as much about construction in Seattle that hasn't begun yet on the renovation of, uh, of Key Arena uh, yep. as much for the CBA. And, uh, you know, 2021 just makes too much sense for Seattle. Yeah, and it takes the leverage of the league's hands if they want to get Seattle up and running if there needs to be a negotiation take place on the CBA front. Yep, yep, absolutely. And, and I, I mean, I'm still of the belief that there will be a negotiation and we won't have a lockout. Or if you work at the league, it's called a work stoppage. So. Yes. Uh, you know what? Uh, that's part of the reason why we have you on the show, because if anybody's going to have a pulse on that, uh, you're going to be the guy that's going to have a pulse on that the most. John, we love having you on. You know, sometimes you go 0-3 in life and end up 4-2. and It's an amazing call. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm glad, I, I'm glad I'm becoming a f- funny guy for you, Bob. That's good. That's <laughs> well, I'm going to be seeing you know, a lot of you, right? I, I, I gotta, I gotta war- I'm got I'm coming to Edmonton. I'm going to make your life miserable, okay? I'm coming at least four I, I, times before Christmas. I'm making your life miserable. I, I've heard. Are you Are you going to be in town next week for something? Uh, no, 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 the week after. Pittsburgh and Washington are my first two trips. All right, awesome stuff. Thanks, John, as always. Okay, Bob, and if they're four and two, I want I want this replayed and say why you're right, you know?
Hey, I'll be the happiest guy in the world if they're four and two. I mean, uh, the single, I'll be happier than the players if they're four and two. Trust me. Thanks, John. Awesome stuff. That's, that's John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers. We'll take a quick time out. You're listening to Oilers now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Three, uh, 326 in the East, 327 now, 126, 127 in Edmonton. Uh, this is how intense listeners are to the show. So John Shannon mentioning that, uh, you know, Seattle might not come in the league until 2021. Casual T has tweeted at me, a.k.a. RCN. Uh, I believe he's a Flames fan, actually. And he says, Bob, uh, better send Bouchard back then. Because if it's 2021, uh, that means you guys would transition them in 1920-2021. Those would be his two years, and you wouldn't have to protect them. But if he plays all season this year, you would have to protect them based upon the previous uh, structure of how the protected list worked in the NHL. That is, you know what, we got some guys that are on it. So uh, that's an interesting point. <laughs> Interesting point. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Email us, Oilers Now, at 630-ched.com. Brian down in Calgary says, Bob, the Oilers are all professionals, and as such, they need to step it up. Even when adversity rears its ugly head, they all need to go out and play a full 60 minutes no matter what or where they're playing from Brian. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. Um, And this one comes in. Uh, it says, Bob, uh, what will happen if the Oilers win big against Boston and look good? Is the Stanley Cup parade back on and the uh, fans are satisfied until the next game? Fans are bored, and this is getting ridiculous, this range. Well, it uh, comes with the territory. People care, man. People care. 128 off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Belt. We'll uh, have a quick conversation with Kurt Hill, uh, who is the GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, they lost last night against Kelly Buckberger, Bob Torrey, and the Tri-City Americans. And then hear from Darnell Nurse. So still in the final half hour of Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.